Outside the system and then some This is the mouthpiece of the natural earth forgotten At this point in time, humanity's been kept from the truth So Chinatown Radio offers the coordinates to a path out You're searching for something whole Cause what you see is real life You're watching this world unfold The truth beneath the lies Rekindling what's been stole The need to free one's mind Uncover the truth exposed So people see the light Let's shut it down so we can know It's simple, we just break it down a little bit So we can process all Make the switch and elevate yourself to conscious mode And it's beneficial we can get this concept rolling Get the future generators wanna stop the whole thing But the message thing is ready, we can start a post Taking in the simulating, getting lots of numbers Waking up the population, try to stop hypnosis We're snapping out of hypnosis, and welcome to Chant Down Radio. This is episode 107. I'm Loomis. I'm your host, and this is the fifth anniversary of Chant Down Radio. So welcome, and I uh, am broadcasting to you live outside at night in a peaceful evening, as long as I can without getting bitten by mosquitoes, which they are kind of trying to get me, but I thought I would just, you know, sit here and give you a, a, a show. Um... I hope you've been enjoying my my Swiss army knife of different subjects on this show, throwing it at you from this direction, that direction, and continuing to do so. Uh, Most of the shows I do on my own are are a mini-series that I get into, and I kind of feed these mini-series here and there these days, and sometimes I involve guests in them, and I hope you've been enjoying that too. Um, So today's topic is part 10 of the Beyond Earth series, and I will get into that, but before I will... I just want to say, you know, this is episode 107, the fifth anniversary of the show, and I'm happy to still be doing it five years later. So, five years ago, I dropped episode one on June 5th of 2013, and I wasn't sure what I exactly was going to do with this show. I wanted to bring all of the information I have accumulated since I was quote-unquote awakened, and that process started for me in 1999 when I met an insider that downloaded how the world really works from the inside out basically and and at just the right time in my life when I decided to quit the system and start my nomadic journey <clears throat> so so much important information had come my way over those many years preceding that and I met another insider eventually as well and so I was over flowing with information. I had hardly anyone to talk to and and nobody to relate to. I mean, you know, I would talk to friends and family. You know how that can go. Uh, Just telling people about this kind of information. 
and uh, you know their belief systems suspend them and they can't seem to get any closer to the information so I just got tired of it um, uh, holding in so much information partly got tired of people's reactions and and so I I, I was needing to create a dialogue and and so after 21 years of, of writing rhymes and doing music I felt that I had some experience at talking to people so I said well why not so I took the challenge and uh, I went ahead and brought you episode one five years ago and once in a great while um, someone will ask me you know speaking of music uh, someone will ask me if I still do music and this is where I'm at with that <clears throat> at this particular time uh, the the time and effort that I want to to make it to make it the way I like it good and and um, and really detailed and and you know not just another song out there that that kind of time is not here for me so I'm kind of an all-or-nothing kind of guy and I also feel that too many people <clears throat> do hip-hop now and that it doesn't feel special anymore it, it, it it's kind of like how uh, people feel about Star Wars now you know it feels like um, it just this kind of fatigue and and um, you know I'm old school and you know anyone can do hip-hop these days and, and it's not up to me to you know tell you that, that people can't but it, it's too oversaturated and I and I've been feeling that way since the late 90s that it's too oversaturated and now it's just just kind of sucks to me so um you know props to those artists who are who are still good out there and and doing what they do but um yeah it's just not for me anymore really but anyway that's just um a side thing about music uh because I had been getting emails and I just wanted to basically uh uh reply on that here on air but anyway, back to episode one. So way back when I did, five years ago, uh, I did it with no exact map or idea of how I should do the show. I wanted to do some blend of everything that's that's made up of my, my life experience. Uh, you know, music, truth, uh, conspiracy research, research uh, anarchy, uf- ufology, uh, covering humanity's blind spot, basically just simple, simply observing the world basically and when or if you listen to the earlier episodes if you go back in the archives it's a little messy and awkward and still worthy but not not until I did episode 15 did I find that I feel that I had an order of emptying out this information properly and that's when I started the system tentacles series of shows and um that 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 sort of put an order of, um, you know, <clears throat> unraveling from the system. And so now five years later, this show is that important dialogue of chanting down the system. And, uh, this show is, is, I think, a, a beacon, uh, hopefully amongst other beacons of light out there, you know, kind of trying to push, uh, the, this perspective of seeing past it all. Um, uh, this show, I like to look at it as like, like a machete uh, to a dense jungle and cutting a trail to find truth. And, you know, we hack down all the corruption, lies, misunderstandings to get where humans should be. And I know at times that this show can bring in some depressing information and 
some some looks at unpleasant things and and can sometimes bring a, maybe a, a pessimistic pessimistic aftertaste to it all. But that's because the jungle is thick, so to speak, right now in life. And humanity is a long way from its natural state, and we are way off base. So there has to be a machete chopping through the dense jungle of corruption and lies and manipulation. And so that's what we have to do. Um, I'm not afraid to cover it. I, I'm not. So, you know, um, I just hope that that you've been able to grow through all of the information I've been giving and the guests that I've been able to bring on have helped people understand more. Uh, you know, and I've never really said that on, on these shows, that that's what I hope and all, always was the plan behind it, is that people can grow and learn and benefit from this information. Uh, ultimately, that's the idea of this show. So, so you can learn and help others to see the truth. And I hope that these last five years have helped you grow and and also have have a, a voice of sanity in this crazy world and and to keep that dialogue continuing in your head that 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 voice uh, not even my voice necessarily just that that uh, cutting through the matrix you know a shaman is said to be those that see through the lies to see through the fog to see the truth modern day shamans people are, that are truth seekers because right now yes the jungle is thick so but anyway um we cut through it and this show is still going on five years later um and so i uh just wanted to to thank all of you who have been there from the very beginning and uh that have held on and all the newcomers that have come a long way too with it uh you know it's uh it's 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 I'm glad to be able to still be doing it and if you enjoy the show please spread the word and I can always use this use the support when you go to chinandownradio.com I can always use the support and uh, maybe that um, if you can you know get others to join the same this show can be more often and I can afford to spend more time doing it but yeah um, five years of chinning it down and not stopping so this is part 10 of the Beyond Earth series, E.T. Species, and it's definitely uh, a little different than probably most of the shows I do, and uh, so I just wanted to go over some things before I get right into the subject matter, because I think it needs a little buffer here, uh, just so so people can kind of uh, get the grasp of what I'm saying, because I've been asked, first of all, to continue this series of shows, the Beyond Earth series, <clears throat> and I plan to anyway, but it takes a lot of preparation. And then second, this is this is a rabbit hole, and this, this is a very different episode on the series of shows that really takes it to the stretch of, of my work, but I'm not afraid to go there. Um, be- before I get into this episode, I wanted to get into why this series of shows is so important to the perspective that I put on this show in this big plethora of different perspectives because yes a lot of the subjects I cover on this show are real issues that we see daily I like to focus on root causes uh, crucial issues about our freedom and holding back of it and the taking of it for example the 5G rollout is a huge important discussion we all need to be paying attention to and 
some people in the alternative media, they might think that focusing on this kind of subject matter, ufology and ET phenomenon, is a waste of time, you know, a dead-end road, or, or not relevant to our situation, or, or muddies the waters, or is even complete bullshit peddled by shills and people that want to distract us from the real truth. And what I have to say is, if we only live in this dimension where we keep to our five senses and focus on regular life that we see in front of us, then that's what we get, you know? And yes, it seems logical to focus on what is right in front of us all the time, because we always come back to this reality, but we're also very limited to what we really can see, because we are all busy doing work and, and crazy bullshit for the system, and it's hard for people to believe in what they can't see. Uh, the importance of looking at all this is that it makes us take a look at our priorities and how we view ourselves and as fellow and, and our fellow humans, you know. And, and it's also the why things are the way they are, you know. We know this much. Uh, human life could be amazing. It could be spectacular. And we could be free, but we're not. And there's a thousand there's thousands of answers on why everything is so messed up. And I'm, you know, this, this show has been going over that for five years. And if we think about civilization, though, we think about how it came out of nowhere. And ever since, it's enslaved humans, destroyed the earth. We've had, we have lived separately from the earth since, as if we don't truly belong on the planet. We live that way. And when we think about it, we are living like aliens on a planet we don't know how to live on or know that much about at all. And there's a whole lot to look at here. And when you look at all this evidence of ETs and UFOs, you realize how much we have been held back from a lot. You know, when you really take a look at it and and, and you have an open mind. And there's an entire reality that we are not seeing. We are not um, getting our day-to-day life involved with. And, and more and more people are realizing that everything we've been told is a lie. You know, and, and I mean, like, I, I've been kind of skeptical <clears throat> about the flat earth theory and how it's a distraction because whether the earth is flat around, that doesn't change the root issues of human slavery and all the problems of civilization on it. And when you, when you do look at how everything is a lie, you are forced to rethink everything that's good. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's a good thing, and I don't really just diss on the flat earth, earthers or whatever you call them, but, you know, it's, it's like, <clears throat> um, but it is good to question everything. So, uh, with this series, I'm taking a look at everything that has been brought to the table regarding the ET phenomena and putting it through the strainer. And we're just taking a look at what adds up and what does not. And we're just trying to make sense of it and get to the bottom of it all so we can try to get a picture. Because there's an entire entire world that has been held back from us. And all of the, the cultures of the earth are rich in mythology and have accounts with quote-unquote gods or spirits or, you know, powerful out-of-this-world type of beings. And we explore that on the third part of the series called Cultures with Creatures. Uh, the only culture that doesn't have this mythology is Western civilization. I mean, we have, we have uh, Hollywood. And Western society isn't just in 
North America. I mean, it's the UK, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, etc. And it's spread all over thanks to media and internet because everywhere in the world pays attention to it, you know. They want the world to focus on on corporate culture. So that's what they want. And forget these silly stories of our past because they're just, you know, indigenous people with too much imaginations. And yes, I mean, some mythology could have come from psychedelics, but possibly taking them just really lifts the veil on what is really other dimensional, actually helps us to see that. Um, And you always hear science types say, indigenous people had such imaginations. And, And yeah, that's because they didn't have to focus on work. But also, it was an entirely, entirely different reality, you know? Um, and you also have to think that if, if a culture that didn't have writing at all went to all the trouble to draw or paint or even sculpt a being of some sort, then it must have been really important. I mean, it must have been the most important thing. It, it must have been the most important thing in the world to make pyramids and strange monuments or megaliths. I mean, you know, if humans could have actually created them, which we have already explored in this series, and it's well, pretty unlikely in most cases. Um, but uh, also, where did people get the idea to make an idol of worship to get some being? You know, it didn't come out of thin air. Nothing just comes out of it. And something happened at one time to make a culture be so convinced that what they worship is divine and otherworldly compared to everything else that they knew, you know, and that was the past. So this is now, and a lot of people see UFOs. I've seen three, and my third sighting was last summer, and I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, Less people have, you know, I guess close encounters of the third kind, but people are experiencing something especially when people are reportedly seeing the same beings. You know, they're saying the same things over and over again and unconnected sources. You know, and some of it could be bullshit, definitely, but there's there is there is stuff to look at here. So now you know there there's a shit ton I'm sure if you've, if you've explored, there is a shit ton of disinformation in the UFO community, and it's even harder to find the truth sometimes in this than the global conspiracy realm because you cannot see any of it. What what true evidence do we have to go off of? You know, let's but let's just take a look at what is, and we're going to take a look at the most talked about ET species today. And before that, let, let's consider something. You know, let's just consider um, the uh, let's consider <clears throat> what many old ancient cultures uh, mention. You know, they don't usually say extraterrestrial. In fact, nobody really did. The Hadzabe mentioned the star people. So did many Native Americans. The Hopi mentioned the Snake Brothers. Uh, Islam mentioned the Jinn. And many religions mentioned demons. The Dogons mentioned the fish people. The Incas, they mentioned the Viracocha. The Wangina in Australian Aboriginal culture... Uh, the Gnostics mentioned the Archons. And so people had different words to describe these forces because they didn't know other planets, solar systems. They didn't understand what we see today. Um, <clears throat> but people categorized them sometimes as gods with a little g or even big. And sometimes as evil. Sometimes uh, just depends on what happened. 
um, add to the fact that many are considered to be interdimensional, it's hard to know where to categorize all this, you know? And it blurs the line, too, between spirit and alien. You could call them either or. In most cases, we'll find that they're here on Earth living and not necessarily visiting, even. So, um, what I do with all this here, because I always say I want to put it through this strainer, um, so basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through it as, you know, what did the indigenous say? And what do the debunkers say? And I'll just put it all into what I think as well. And you can take it from there. So that's how I'm going to do this sort of going through the ET species. And I just want to give you that little disclaimer here so you understand that um, where I'm coming from. So, you know, if you're taking this ride and it's kind of an extreme ride for you, that at least you see where we're coming from here. All right, the mosquitoes are out of hand. Let me go ahead and continue this in just a brief few minutes. I'm 
Yeah. Well, I think mosquitoes are probably the worst creature in the world. They're just they're just uh, relentless, and uh, you know I don't feel bad killing them because uh, they're in the attack. But anyway, I had to move inside. It's kind of a hot night, but um, it'll work. Uh, so anyway, um, the this is a, a rudimentary list of what people are seeing. You know, and this is not a, a thoroughly researched uh, agenda here that I'm putting toward, um, but, I, but, I, but a look at it all. And, and I'll follow up with the conclusion, but we're just taking a look at what people are reporting uh, continuously. And, it, and there's too many, too many reports to, to ignore and say that this is all hoax and all made up out of, out of thin air. So let's get into the first... Um, most cited species of, of E.T. out there is the greys. And it is said that the greys came from Zeta Reticuli, which is, you know, pretty debatable. And, like, where did that come from? Well, let's get into this. So the, this is the most common type, you know. It's the most stereotypical version when people think of aliens. The, you know, the three to five feet tall, big head, black Oval eyes, two nose holes, just just little holes, and a slit for a mouth. Grayish or blue skin, sometimes tan, are reported. And emotionless and robot-like. Many people say they are of a, a, like a hive mind, and they are possibly the grunt workers for other entities and black ops. And uh, there are there are different sizes and they could possibly be different factions or and subspecies or or hybrids or clones um, some accounts say that the taller ones are leaders to the little ones and nearly all the abduction cases you hear about have to do with grays most of them you know and nearly all accounts are considered negative so that's very important to uh, put into the conclusion of all this, which I'll kind of get into, because um, that you know, taking people f- out of their away from at their free will, you know, without their consent is is negative. And a lot of a lot of reports say that the governments are working with Greys and that they have a deal with the exchange of technology for the government for for the Greys to be able to abduct people for reproduction reasons and things like that and many reports of them are in underground bases <clears throat> so the underground bases are are uh, you know who goes in them and you know that's another thing that really we could it's a real rabbit hole I mean literally a hole uh, so uh, but you know who gets to come out of a base and report back you know only only high-level military personnel and you've got a question, you know, anybody with the background even. but uh, And then there's, there's implants <clears throat> are, are very common from, from the uh, abductions. And uh, Dr. Lear uh, has a, a lot of credible evidence of these implants, uh, which are, are like these gray matter that, uh, that's kind of... Um, non-earthly and it's and it's really hard to to uh kind of figure out exactly what it is if it's an earthly substance but it's it sometimes it moves on its own 
And uh, so the guy's name is Roger Lear. You might want to check out his 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 work as uh, he's um, pretty. Uh, I mean, there's just too many cases of him removing things that, and people with these same accounts of of seeing greys and things like that. That he himself being a a, a very conservative mind as far as being a doctor, he's been able to. Uh, you know, himself as a believer, I mean, what else would it be? And, and to be able to um, to have a reputation, like, for, for be able to remove these implants, I, I give the guy some credit, definitely. Um, so, uh, the, these are these are operations, are real operations by many who, who believe that they've been abducted by aliens. So, people with missing time, you know, ordinary people, people that you wouldn't think that would actually come up with these stories, too. So there is a lot of credibility there. And then, so some reports say that the Greys are are um, are avatars for other entities working uh, within them, like reptilians and others I'll talk about. Um, some people think they're just biological robots, sort of Sort of like, uh, sort of a, like a model of drones in Star Wars, like like R two units, you know, just like a like a vessel that they use, you know, and that's that's a possibility. We have to consider all possibilities when looking at this, you know. And some say they are living entities, and they secrete their shit out of their skin, and people have been known to that they smell, known to uh, report about them smelling because that's how they. They they uh, get rid of their their feces. So um, and many people have reported seeing them. I mean, the most famous abduction reports are seeing greys. I mean, the classic Betty and Barney Hill case, and that's where you get this uh, Zeta reticuli um, link here between the greys. Is because. Uh, she was shown a map of where they're from. Now, you can take a look at these cases, and not exactly are all of them grays. They're kind of a variation. So, you know, but there there is um, an at probably different factions and abstractions, and if they're clones, you know, or they're um, you know a species just like Earth people, we all can look slightly different, which I'll get into that in a little bit, too. Uh, the most famous case to me is the Travis Walton case, and um, I think that that is a... Uh, well, maybe it's the most famous because they actually made a Hollywood movie out of it. Uh, see the movie Fire in the Sky. And, you know, that will give you nightmares. That one is like... It's, uh, it's, it's scary. It's like... But these... Grays abduct um, Travis Walton, and and uh, we'll we'll, co- we'll we'll come back to that because there's an important part of that that was not in the movie. So that we'll come back to that. But um, a lot of people say that the Roswell crash was Grays, and you know uh, there is that whole link that not too long after uh, the crash, did humans start constructing computers? And, you know, I'm open to a lot of thoughts on all this, you know, and you just got to put together these pieces and see if they fit. Uh, however, I've, 
I've met someone claiming to have been abducted by them. So I, uh, on the, the big island, I, I met someone, and, you know, that was their kind of life pursuit after that. Um, you know, I, I wish I still knew the person to have them on the show. It would be kind of interesting. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, so I don't think people are just making this up out of thin air. And I, I've also seen one on a DMT trip um, and uh, just just uh, maybe the archetype, you know. And so, and both insiders that I've met of the system mentioned bad ETs, greys, and reptilians. So I, I feel like there is a lot of credible evidence. But so what did the... The, do the indigenous people say? What do the indigenous say? Well, mainly the, the, the only thing I know of that is a physical look uh, similar to the greys is the Wangina cave paintings in northern Australia by the aboriginals. And I've mentioned those before on the show. Also, if you look at the Nazca lines in Peru, the humanoid drawing is clearly not a human, but a gray alien, and so I think they're, they've been a part of, of indigenous lore and for a, a long enough time. Um, there isn't a whole lot to find there with just grays, but I, I think there might be a few sculptures that I'm not mentioning that I, that I think I've seen before, but yeah. So what do, do, do debunkers say? Well, uh, you know, besides just they don't exist because that's just just silly. Uh, the best debunkers I've heard have I've heard people say that the Greys are made up from HG Wells novels. And then after that that sort of uh, archetype of alien became born in the entertainment industry. And is it possible? Sure. I I do consider that too, but there's too many physical accounts to dismiss. So what do I think? I'm open to it all. I do believe there is too many reports to say that it's all made up in fakery. And, um, but at the same time, I do know that Hollywood uses imagery and they do it on purpose. So there, there is something to that too. Uh, but I'm open to a lot of it because we're looking at, we're talking about something that has not ever really been proven. And it doesn't have to be scientifically proven for me to believe be a believer, but it needs to have, um, you know, we, we, there's just a lot of room for speculation. It's a rabbit hole. All right, well, let's move along to the next, uh, type of, uh, alien species that is often reported and talked about, and that would be the reptilians. And this is what David Icke gets so much backlash about, because he gives a, a fantastic picture of what's really going on in the world. And he's he's awesome for beginners to get the grasp of the of the big picture. He he gives you a really good illustration of it all. And uh, but but when he steps into this realm, many shut off. Many many think he's a disinformation agent. Some people think it ruins the message. I don't really think that. I just don't think people are ready for that because he gives you a beginner. And nothing against David Icke. I think he's great. But um, he gives you a great trail for a beginner, but it is a real big leap to go into any of this information and then go straight to reptilians. So I think it sort of takes uh, a, a, a lot of levels of and time to process, but you know, he just gives it out and spits it out, and I think he's right. 
at least to a certain degree. He just he just goes where the information takes him, and so um, and he gets it from pretty credible research. I mean, maybe his conclusions some people disagree with. That's fine, and I, but there are many reptilian symbols in many cultures all over the world. I mean, from snakes, dragons, uh, the snake in the Garden of Eden, serpents. I mean, here in Hawaii, Hawaii had culture, Hawaiian culture has its own dragons called mo'o. They were giant lizards. And it's interesting because Hawaiians have no reference to lizards here. You know, because we're, we're actually the most isolated island chain in the world. There were no reptiles native to Hawaii. They didn't, they didn't bring any on, on their canoes either So uh, that, that I know of. Uh, so to have a a uh, a uh, legend of lizards and in, in is you know where's that coming from? Where's this this these big dragons coming from? Uh, Hawaii didn't have skink lizards. We have the skink lizards and geckos till you know much later from most likely uh, the plantation era when a lot of things were brought in here without any scrutiny. Uh, so. Anyway, there's it's all over, you know, this lore. Where I disagree with David Icke, maybe, is simply that I don't believe that the Anunnaki were the reptilians. I think that that, that possibly they le- either left the reptilians in charge, or, you know, maybe the snake in the Garden of Eden was the reptilians tempting Adam, which would have been Adamu in the Sumerian tablets, which we've gone over, and attempting the, the human species to join them. And once they did, maybe the Anunnaki decided that it's time to abandon their creation because they've fallen to the reptilians. But who knows? Who knows? And I'm also open to the idea that they are demons and, and that it's it's more of a, a, a metaphysical, it's more of a, a different dimension that we're talking about here. It, also, there's a theory that the the the, the, I think what David Icke gets into is that the reptilians breed with blonde Nordics, which I'll get into in a minute, to create a master race, and those in charge today are that bloodline, so they look, you know, human, and that is that is very possible. And it's all guesswork. That's all we can do. But where did the concept of dragons come from? I mean, um, I've looked into it, and, well, you know, some people think it came from the dinosaurs, and... Uh, you know, it, it's a it's a powerful image, uh, that, but it's it seems though there's so much in the lore that there's actually some truth to that. And I've tried to look for answers, and there really there is just there is just uh, a lot of speculation that anybody can do. But it, it seems like there's more to that than than just than uh, what than just something made out of thin air from the knights and kings and knights days, you know, the the dark ages, but so there is something to this, but what do reptilians look like? Well, most people that have seen them or have reported them they're approximately six to eight feet and their, their two hands consist of four finger claws with webbing and oftentimes external ribbing is visible on their chests and backs they stand upright and have smooth to rough appearing lizard-like scales instead of skin. Their skin color is greenish to brownish. Uh, Their faces are described as a cross between humanoid and snake or lizard-like. Their heads have a central ridge coming down from the top to a snout-like nose. 
their eyes are described as being cat-like with vertical elongated gold irises and black pupils. So, um, most accounts are negative with these entities, and people often say that they are from the Draco system. Uh, some have wings, and some also say they're from the Orion system. So, um, here you get into the, the fourth dimensional bit of it, and they're, they're able to shape-shift and come into our dimension and they stay in the fourth dimension. Well, that's possible. I mean, uh, it, we see so little in, in the human eyesight of what be, lives beyond this realm, you know? Many, many theorize that they are at the top of the chain of command and are involved in human sacrifice ris- rituals uh, where they drink blood and they drink our fear energy. And that's what keeps them here is the fear energy, which we are in every day, in our fight-or-flight mode, and that perpetuates a large aggregate of fear energy that would be able to be consumed by something. But, so, what do the indigenous say? Well, there's tons of accounts from the Zulu people, such as Cradle Mutwa, uh, talking about uh, these serpent beings, uh, you know, just as an example, a Zulu shaman, uh, nearly every culture has some type of reference to a serpent being, such as feather, this feathered serpent in the Mayan culture, which I've talked about before, or dragons, or snake people, and, well, there, there is, um, there is a, a lot of, uh, there is a lot to, to, uh, to take from, and there's a lot to see that there, there, it must have came from something. Something doesn't, things don't just come out of thin air, and that everything comes from something, whether it's perpetuated and it's built on with a stack of bullshit, it still could actually have a lot of credence. So, what do, do, do debunkers say? Well, Again, you get into debunkers, and usually they just laugh it off, like, ah, ha, ha, that's ridiculous. And it sounds ridiculous at first, and it seems ridiculous, and there is no physical evidence, and that's where a lot of people just can't hang in the realm of letting it sit on the back burner and go, well, maybe if I see something like that, then that information will become relevant. A lot of people dismiss it as soon as they hear it. And I did too. When I first read David Icke's books, that's how I found out about it. I was like, I was like, uh, yeah, this. I had to put the book down. I was like, this is too fantastic and weird. Okay, I, but you know, um, enough accounts have talked about it. And uh, but so, good debunkers. Again, another another possibility is from H.G. Wells' books. Again, uh, some people say, but there isn't a whole lot of good debunking on this because, well, there isn't really enough evidence to either debunk it correctly other than or they just don't exist. What do I say? I say that there's more to it than, uh, than there, 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 I feel like there's a lot more to it to look at because of all the lore in the indigenous cultures and 
cultures across the planet. I, I mean, to put all of this on the table, and I see how researchers get here. Do I believe they're behind the global elite? I think it's a good possibility. They're on a, a serious control mission, and it's not human in nature, and it's not humane. So there is a good possibility that there is a link to this evil force because the system is evil. It is built off of evil and corruption, and, you know, it, everything comes from something. So we do have to look at that. And then there's the fish people. So the fish people are not really, like, heavily sided, I don't think. It, it seems, you know, they're not, like, part of the, the abduction reports or, you know, uh, too many people have got in contact with them, but more so in the ancient past. Uh, the, the Dogon people of Mali, Africa, believed the Dagon people, the, the believed in the, the Dogon, the, the uh, if I'm saying that right, the fish people, uh, somehow they knew about Sirius B, uh, and when nobody found it until they invented a telescope. So there was some advanced knowledge passed to those people. Uh, so what they looked like is they were basically an amphibian species, and uh, they were fish-garbed. And the fish-garbed people in are in the statues of Pumapunko in Bolivia, as well as ancient Samaria. So there, there is definitely something to look at here. Uh, whether it's a hybrid, uh, could they be hybrid reptilians, or maybe they're a relative, uh, you know, it's hard to say. Uh, they have been seen by reptilians occasionally in some reports, and uh, maybe they could be one and the same people, just, I don't know, you know, but it's interesting to note that uh, the image of the creature from the Black Lagoon, the, the old... Uh, cheesy sci-fi movie from maybe it was the 50s has a very similar, it came from something like I say, everything comes from something this came from some kind of imagery and so I, I uh, look at that and it's just interesting enough you know, they use the same uh, type of Zack creature in the movie The Shape of Water if you've seen that with that creature and so there is something to um, kind of, you know, look at there, and there there definitely has been this amphibious creature in quite a few indigenous accounts, and so yeah, that you know that's what the indigenous say, especially the people in the Dogon people, but also um, there, you know, then then uh, I mean debunkers. I don't even think there is really anybody debating or debunking it because there's just not a lot of evidence of people even talking about them. But, <clears throat> you know, I just consider it. That's what I say, too. I just consider it. Well, that concludes part one of Galactic Neighbors. This is a two-part series within a mini-series, Beyond Earth series, that I'm giving you a, a, a two-part series because I felt like the information was going to make this a really long episode, so I figured that it's better if uh, you can check out it in bits rather than the whole big block of information. So, uh, part two, we'll get into more species. Uh, some of the species we'll get into are the Nordics, 
and we'll get into the Billy Myers story with the Palladians, and, or where they call the Pleiarans. And we'll also talk about uh, the Mantids. We'll talk about a few other random creatures, too, and a little bit into Disclosure, and just kind of a conclusion to everything that I've covered in this first and the following episodes. So, uh, thank you for holding on and listening to shows for five years now. If you're an old time, old school listener of Chant It Down Radio, I will continue to give you shows that hopefully make you grow in new ways and learn some things, and it's interesting and makes a voice for what may not be there in your life. And so, uh, thank you very much. Uh, I work a full-time job. I have a family. I don't get to do this often. And so well, I put this into little increments of time that I somehow am able to make up. So if you would like to support the show, please help donate uh, on the, in the tip jar on ShannonDownRadio.com website or buy an album. It really helps me as the creator and the sole creator of the show. I'm a one-man show trying to put it together and for five years I've been doing that. I would like to take this to a, a higher level of doing it, whether it would be on a network or just giving you a little more quality by uh, giving you giving myself more time to do shows. So uh, if you can help, it really is appreciated. Help is also in the form of of promoting the show. I'm terrible at promoting my own show uh, and my website and everything. So if you like the show, help others to know about it that you think would benefit from this kind of information. And uh, thanks again, though, for five years. And I'll just keep on trying to give out um, information and podcasts. And if you uh, would like to contact me, it's be it's uh, peoplebeyondthis at gmail. Dot com and you can give me any questions you, any, any suggestions any guest suggestions uh, any thoughts on anything feel free to write I may I may not get back to you right away but I'll definitely be able to help you so uh, keep on chained down be a warrior not a worrier and enjoy the next episode which will be episode 108 uh, to be out shortly.
Are you awake now?